Hi, it's Rena G. Obama, 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 Obama. Remember that song? Oh boy, was he a rock star, right? He's done great work. You know, uh, hey, he's the first president to apply for college aid as a foreign student, and then he denied he was a foreigner. He has a social security number from a state he's never lived in, never had a president do that. Our AAA credit rating went down for the very first time under him. He violated the War Powers Act. That means he didn't go to Congress. Now everybody's going to say, neither did Bush. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. This is a Pelosi Congress, don't forget. And don't forget what they did to him, money-wise, and any amount of money that he needed to fight the war in Afghanistan and then in Iraq, he had to do with supplementals. And that's why that war cost so much money, because of Pelosi. Let's see. Uh, he was the first president to be held in contempt of court for illegally obstructing oil drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. We have not been able to drill there for two years. Uh, many of the platforms left. Uh, we do have some drilling up in the Dakotas. That's going on. But um, Exxon ran. They, they can't take the taxes, the regulations, the fines. And it wasn't an Exxon oil spill. It was a BP oil spill. And we have um, death and destruction still going on within the Gulf of Mexico. Um, not from hurricanes. Those are out of here because we had to have a Russian sub floating around for four, six, or eight weeks, however long it was, with nuclear warheads on it. Putin's just laughing, laughing at this man. He was the first one to require that all Americans purchase a product from a third party as a condition of citizenship. This is uh, Obamacare in action. He spent over a trillion dollars on shovel-ready jobs when there was no such thing, and then admitted it. I guess they weren't as shovel-ready as we thought they were, and then asked for more money so they could do it again. He uh, abrogated the bankruptcy law so he could turn over control of General Motors to his union supporters and uh, all of the bondholders and the, who were using those bonds, many of them in their retirement planning, lost all their money. He's the first one to do that. He bypassed Congress and implemented the DREAM Act just a few weeks ago through an executive fiat. More than 922 executive orders, and I'm sure whether he wins or loses, there are another 922 coming because he wants to implement the total uh, Marxist agenda, the complete Cloward Piven strategy and implement anything he can in his anti-colonialist ideology to make America less than any other country there is. Then we'll all go crawling and say, please help us, and, and uh, they can be in control. He was the first president to order a secret amnesty program to stop the deportation of illegal immigrants including all those one, all those who had criminal convictions. And we just saw pictures, lines and lines of people just yesterday lining up to get their forms in so they can, they were all illegal, and so they can uh, start this little process. And people who have been in line for years doing the right thing, of course, are now left behind. You remember when he told BP to hand over $20 billion dollars supposedly for payouts for all the people who were going to lose money down here in the Gulf. <clears throat> Sorry, that didn't happen. Remember when he told 
the Chrysler CEO to resign. What president has ever told a major corporation CEO to resign? He got rid of NASA. Now, he can't... He is the first president to get rid of it. Of course, we haven't had it forever. But we were ahead in our NASA program. Then he wanted all the NASA engineers to go teach the Muslims math or something. Okay. He, he, now we pay $5 million to hitch a ride with the Russians. Putin laughs again. He's the first president to cancel a national day of prayer and to say that America is no longer a Christian nation. Well, <clears throat> I don't know about the Christian nation. I haven't looked up the percentages, but I know it's Judeo-Christian, which means one nation under God. Now, whether people believe in Jesus or not is another thing, but we are one nation under God. And to cancel the national day of prayer, every day should be a national day of prayer. That's the way that should be. He also signed a law using an auto pen. That means he didn't have to be there. So anybody with an auto pen can sign anything, right? Um, during Obamacare, remember when he threatened insurance companies if they publicly spoke out on the reasons they were raising their rate increases? Humana was one of them. They notified their people that under Obamacare they'd have to raise their rates, and, and uh, he threatened them and told them to stop it. <clears throat> remember the Boeing thing up in uh, Washington, Oregon area. I can't remember which one it was, so I'm just going to say that. Trying to tell them which state they're allowed to locate a factory because they wanted to move it to North Carolina. He's also filed lawsuits against the states he swore an oath to protect. Arizona, Wisconsin, Ohio, Indiana. The first president to withdraw an existing coal permit that had been properly issued years ago because he's trying to actively bankrupt an American industry, the coal industry. Now, anybody living in those coal states, like Pennsylvania especially, where he is ahead, what is wrong with you people? He's bankrupting all the people in your state, all of them, which is going to affect all of you. And he said he would do it, and he is doing it, and he's going to do more of it, and you're going to vote for him. You're wise. You're very smart. He's the first president to fire an inspector general of AmeriCorps because he caught one of their friends in a corruption case. Well, that's not all that's going on with AmeriCorps. If you want to know where um, uh, the army is coming from, Obama's army, remember a woman who used to work for Michelle Obama, and she, oh, she decided she should leave and go to AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps is a corrupt organization. It is not the little, you know... Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts doing their thing. You will find the army coming from AmeriCorps, and we're paying for it. He's the first president to appoint 45 czars to his office. Now, Bush had czars. Everybody's had something like that. People who aren't elected officials. This guy built his whole cabinet administration around communists and extremists. He, In fact, he's the first one ever surround himself with extremist fringe devotees to progressive left radical agendas. He's the first president to golf 73 separate times in his first two and a half years in office. Many of them during the Gulf oil spill. It took 13 days before he addressed that spill. Something like 27 days before he ever went down to the Gulf. And then it was a lie. They showed him swimming with his daughter in the water. That was the back bay down Gulf Shores. I know it very well. And uh, so he was probably safe for the 30 or 40 seconds he was in the water. He's golfed over 100 times. He's beaten that <clears throat> old record of anybody. 
He's the first president to hide his medical, educational, travel records, his uh, selective service card, <laughs> which probably doesn't really exist, and um, many other things. But he's hiding, he has hid, and sealed it all the way. He won the Nobel Peace Prize for, uh, let's see, nothing. He's the first president to do that. He's the first president to go on a multiple apology tour and an Insult Our Friends tour. He started that before he was even in office when he went to Germany. And as soon as he got into office, when he went to Cairo and invited the Muslim Brotherhood to his wonderful speech. He's gone on 17 lavish vacations, including date nights. And he has Wednesday evening White House parties for his friends. And we all pay for it. The First Lady has 22 personal servants. I think there's more than that. Mostly taxpayer-funded, all making six figures. Why does she need 22 personal servants? Because she has 22 personal agenda items that need to be completed, and each one of them is in charge of that, and, and we're paying for that. Now, this president also repeats the Quran and tells us the early morning Islamic call to worship is the most beautiful sound on earth. He sided with Mexico against Arizona and had the Mexican president come to Congress where all the progressives gave him a standing ovation. There is a lot more. A lot more. He's not the first to have unemployment over 8.3%, which is really much higher than that. Remember, unemployment only counts who is applying for unemployment. It doesn't tell you all the small businesses who have gone out of business because they don't they don't pay into unemployment. They don't get unemployment. If, if, if my little small business here with five or seven employees goes under, I can't apply for unemployment, but that's seven more people out of work. Those figures are never counted. And you will hear about the people who ran out of unemployment benefits and quit looking, but they don't count those correctly. And the unemployment benefits under the Democratic Congress two years ago, a year and a half ago, they just continued to extend those benefits forever as, as long as they could. Um, so unemployment probably in this country is closer to 12, 15, 23 percent, not 8.3. There's a good couple of percentage of people out there who quit look, have quit looking, and another few percentages who are in one to five, ten small person small businesses who have gone under, and nobody talks about them. Now that's only domestically, okay? Then we have the Muslim Brotherhood in the White House and the promotion of Islamic Sharia law. Okay, that is now endorsed by the National Organization of Women. Are they out of their mind? Are they out of their mind? Have they read what Sharia law does? Have they read it? Do they have a clue about what women will suffer and or how women will suffer, will suffer or whatever the right word is? Under Sharia law, I have a um, um, a link on my page from TomHolleran.com who talks about Sharia law for dummies. Okay, First of all, jihad is defined as a war against non-Muslims to establish the religion, and I put that in quotes. And therefore, it's the duty of every Muslim and Muslim head of state to do so. If you don't, you're in violation of Sharia law. 
A caliph, that's the uh, Muslim head of state, can hold office through seizure of power, meaning any use of force, and is exempt from being charged with serious crimes, such as murder, adultery, robbery, theft, drinking, and in some cases, rape. I truly believe at this point that Obama is a head of state. He's a caliph. That's why he can do whatever he wants and thinks he can, because he's not going against Islam doing that. And that's what people don't understand. How was he the first president to do to use drones and to and to uh, violate the War Powers Act? Because he doesn't follow our Constitution. He follows Sharia law. If he is a caliph, a head of state, he is a Muslim. Okay, it is his duty to to do jihad. Again, war against non-Muslims to establish the religion. Um, it's his duty. There is stealth jihad community jihad, cultural jihad. He's in the office to do that. And he's exempt from being charged with anything, not under our Constitution because he doesn't care, but under Sharia law. And that's why he talks about zakat, or charity money. A percentage of that money that goes every year during Ramadan must go towards jihad. Okay? It is obligatory to obey the commands of the caliph, the head of state, even if he's unjust. So any other Muslims that are under him, and I think there's quite a few, um, has to do what he says regardless. And, and uh, if they don't, their heads will be chopped off or whatever. A caliph must be a Muslim, a non-slave, and a male. So who do you have complaining about jihad or Muslims in our Congress as a female? Okay, so she can't be a head of state. That's impossible. Um, and she's not a Muslim. She's pretty close to a slave at this point. But a head of state must be a Muslim, a non-slave, and a male. The Muslim public is the only one that can remove the head of state, and only if he rejects Islam. So Obama doesn't think he's going to be unelected, because if the people here who are non-Muslim don't elect him, it's only the Muslims who can remove him. So what do you think is going to happen? You figure it out. Now, he can't leave Islam, because if he does, he'll be killed immediately. He will be forgiven for murder of an, an adulterer, a highway robber, an apostate, somebody who believes in him. Vigilante street justice and honor killing is accept, acceptable. That's why we have the new Black Panthers. And um, that the Fort Hood massacre was considered a domestic problem. Sharia dictates death by stoning, beheading, amputation of limbs, flogging, even if you just, like, uh, flirted with somebody on the Internet, although you wouldn't be on the Internet. <laughs> but you might. Non-Muslims are not equal to Muslims under the law. They must comply to Islamic law if they are to remain safe. They are forbidden to marry um, Muslim women if they're non-Muslims. They can't publicly display wine or pork recite their scriptures, or openly celebrate their religious holidays or funerals. They're forbidden from building new churches or building them higher than mosques. They may not enter a mosque without permission. A non-Muslim is no longer protected if he leads a Muslim away from Islam. <clears throat> it is a crime for a non-Muslim to sell weapons to someone who will use them against Muslims. They cannot curse a Muslim, say anything derogatory about Allah, the Prophet, or Islam or expose the weak points. But 
Muslims can curse non-Muslims. That's okay. A non-Muslim can't get anything from a Muslim. They can't inherit anything. Okay, banks must be Sharia compliant. Interest is not allowed. It's coming. No testimony in court is acceptable from people of low-level low-level jobs, such as street sweepers. Women in low-level jobs, such as professional funeral mourners, you heard me, cannot keep custody of their children in case of divorce. A non-Muslim cannot rule, even over a non-Muslim minority. Homosexuality is punishable by death. Gay people, get a clue. This is from the Quran. Sorry, it is. I have gay people in my family. They're not voting for Obama. Okay, get a clue. There's no age limit for marriage of girls. That marriage contract can take place anytime after birth, one day, and be consummated at age eight or nine. You have eight or nine year old daughters, you guys out there? Not just the women. I know the women are, you know, the ones who are voting for him are messed up. But how about the guys who have daughters? You're eight year old. Hey, she can get married and you know what? And I know from having kids what that feels like even when it's legal and allowed. Even when, you're, when your um, youngest or your only daughter goes out on a date and you just don't know what's going to happen, how do you feel? But it's okay under Sharia law. I mean, she's eight or nine. Not 18 or 26, but eight or nine. Yeah, you know, they can have sex with her and marry her. No problem. Now, if the wife rebels under Sharia law, it nullifies the husband's obligation to support her and then gives him permission to beat her and keep her from leaving home. So all of you men out there, the good Catholics, I know some of you, um, hmm, your little wife being a little rebellious because she won't let you control everything, she won't sleep with you every morning, she won't give you the sex you want all the time, and you want to do what to her? It gives you permission to do what? Because you're following who? The Catholic Church? Or Sharia law as it has now been introduced and indoctrinated into your heads. Divorce is only in the hands of the husband. And as easy as, as, easy as saying, I divorce you. Okay? But it's only in the hands of the husband. The woman can't do it. No, no, no. And there's no community property between husband and wife. It doesn't automatically go to the wife after his death either. It can go to anybody he wants, usually a man. And if she does inherit anything, according to Sharia law, she can only inherit half of what a man inherits. A man has a right to have up to four wives. None of them have a right to divorce him, even if he's polygamous. The dowry that they pay is given in exchange for the woman's sexual organs. A man is allowed to have sex with slave women and women captured in battle. In battle. Okay? So all these little uprisings that you saw in Libya and Cairo and all, Cairo and all those places, there's a Cairo, Georgia, so I mess that up sometimes. And where the woman reporter was raped repeatedly, those are women captured in battle. And then, if she happens to be captured in battle, the enslaved woman is, and she's married, her marriage is annulled. If the woman does go to court, which is very rare, the testimony of a woman in court is half the value of a man. If a woman does remarry, which is also very rare because she'd probably be dead first, she loses custody of her kids. To prove rape, she must have four male witnesses. 
A rapist may only be required to pay the bride money without marrying the rape victim. A Muslim woman must cover every inch of her body because it's considered a sexual organ. Some cannot even have any parts of their face exposed. A Muslim man is forgiven if he kills his wife at the time he caught her in adultery. However, it's not true for the woman, since the man could be married to the woman he was caught with. It is obligatory for a Muslim to lie if the purpose is obligatory. That means for the sake of abiding with Islam's commandments such as jihad. He is obliged to lie and should not have any feelings of guilt or shame associated with this kind of lying. Okay, um, watch our liar-in-chief when he tells any story to anyone, anywhere. He lies all the time and it, and it doesn't face him <laughs> because he's allowed. Do you understand now? Are you starting to put it together with all these different podcasts? Uh, really, what's going on? That's why he thinks he can get away with it. That's why he um, is so arrogant about what he does. You know, our State Department, led by Hillary Clinton, <clears throat> who must be becoming Muslim, I'm not sure. Um, they're rewriting documents now. They're editing official state documents so that Obama's name is in them. And they're basically eradicating the history of the countries that we used to be friends with, might not be friends with, could be friends with, or were never friends with, so that they all sound like radical left countries. This is New World Order, people. This is how they're doing that behind your backs. You know, when, uh, when Newt Gingrich says that he believes that this <clears throat> president, this administration is the most dangerous in history, he's not wrong. This is more dangerous even than Hitler's administration. And we have people still, still, questioning. I'm not sure I like Romney. I don't like Ryan. I'm not sure who I'll vote for. Maybe I won't vote at all. You people are dumb. Dumb. Remember, um, I don't know if it was Bill Mayer, that, that jerk, or who it was um, right after the Obama election, was talking about how America is stupid and dumb. But he wasn't talking about the people who elected Obama. He was talking about all of us, the rest of us who believe in America. And um, as I keep dealing with the 38% out there who don't get it, I'm getting to the point where I'm saying the same thing. You people are dumb. Either that, or, I mean, the drugs have worked. Or the implants that you, that you theorize about, which are probably true, also worked. This is so upsetting to me that... <clears throat> I am pledging on September 11th, which is the anniversary of a very important, very horrible thing that happened in New York City. I believe that this year, this election year, because of how Islam believes that that was a victory, that it will be the beginning of the last part of this war, just this war. And it will terminate, culminate throughout the rest of October. And we'll see if we have elections or not. And of course, if we do have elections and Obama loses, he already has plans and has already implemented many of the strategies and emotions to make sure that there are racial or civil riots and unrest everywhere in the United States. Ammo is being confiscated by major departments in his administration. For what reason, no one knows, except there are, can be two, and they're probably related. If... Uh, 
since all our taxpayer dollars have gone into his coffers and he can print money anytime he wants, the Department of Homeland Security and everyone else can buy as much ammo as they want, which means that it's not available to Americans. That's number one. And you'll see places like Social Security buying ammo and says, whoa, what are we doing, what are we doing? And everybody starts concentrating on that. Those are called shadow sales. And what they do is they just use the paperwork, the bureaucracy, to make it look like everybody else is buying it. It's just the government buying it. Why don't you just you know, lump them all together and just say the government is buying ammo. Hollow point ammo. Um, because they're anticipating all kinds of things. If Obama loses, black people will say right now, you better be ready for race riots. Why? Because you want Sharia law? Because you want your unemployment, which is over 17%, to go higher? You really think your handouts are going to last forever? What happens when they run out of money? Who are you going to go to? You're going to go kill your neighbor? Steal some bread? And then when they run out of everything, what are you going to do? You think uh, the new Black Panthers are going to come to your rescue? Like they already have? Hmm. September 11th, I begin an eight-week fast of prayer and meditation. That doesn't mean I won't be doing everything I usually do. But I really want my higher self to get involved here, and God. I'm doing that for my country. You know, I have water and vitamins, apple, cranberry juice, that kind of stuff, to cleanse my body. Because you have to have the physical body is your... your mm, hollowed place for your soul so you can't have it all full of junk food that kind of thing it, the energy has to be able to flow but I want to do that fast um, and I, I you can go 40 days without food as long as you have water but uh, the vitamins are food okay for anybody who gets really nervous about that so I'm going to rid my whole body mind and spirit of everything this man has done not just to me I haven't slept well in four years, but not just to me. My family hasn't either because of me. My fellow patriots who are on different networks and, and uh, uh, social media that I am on, they're not sleeping either. And also, again, for the children and their children and their children. I will not eat until the last ballot is counted on November 6th. Okay, it's eight weeks. And you can call me crazy, but this is the kind of faith I have in the divine guidance that created America. I don't have a church except the earth, and I have no religion but love. I have no denomination. My passion is freedom. My word is truth. My country is my pride. And if after all this, and if after everything you've heard, if after everything maybe you've listened to or tried to find or you've gone back through my podcast and taken some time to get up to date on what is going on, now, if after all that, on November 7th, depending on what happens on that last ballot, I'll either kneel in gratitude and say another prayer, or I'll stand as strongly as I can with my sword. And that I pledge to everyone. So help me God. This is Rainy G.